Hey, you've reached episode 31 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and I talk to the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. On today's show, I talk to Julie, who is the creator of I Am Elemental, which is a company that's making superhero action figures for girls, or boys for that matter, that are based on character traits or elements that are important to raising strong kids. These are all female action figures, and they are awesome. In addition, Josh the Lawyer resurfaces. He's been working on a case for the last several months, and he's finally ready to present his evidence on Sky's Tacos in Los Angeles. He's got a case to make, and this is going to be a tough case to beat. In addition, we'll have a 4 plus 1 segment where I count down the top four songs in my Toyota Sienna. In addition to one, I try to get my kids to listen to. Hope you all are enjoying the show today. If you would be so kind as to share it with a friend or two, that would be amazing. For any and everything that you need to know that's Good Stuff Kids podcast related, you can just hop on over to our website, www.goodstuffpod.com. That's www.goodstuffpod.com. Thanks a lot. We will talk to you at the end of the show. Four plus one, the top four songs in my Toyota Sienna, plus one that I try to get my kids to listen to. These songs have been on repeat for the last week in my car. Coming in at number four is Following My Mom Around by the Imagination Movers. This is a pretty interesting song from the perspective of a kid who's stuck with his parent as they go around doing errands all day. Number three is Funky Chicken by Groove Kid Nation. As you know, we in the Good Stuff family are drawn to things that are funky. Hey, Groove Kid Nation. The cool cats want to show you a funny dance that they like to do. But first, horns. Coming in at number two is Elephant in There from the brand new album Superhero by Lori Berkner Band. My little daughter loves this one. She requests it constantly. But it's a good one, so it makes it all the more worthwhile. I said my throat kind of tickles and it won't go away. She nodded her head and said open wide. Then she started to laugh when she looked inside. She said you have an unusual problem. Number four is I Want to Know by the Billy Jonas Band. This one's pretty exciting. It's trying to get information from a baby, from a dog, and from a car. Pretty interesting, catchy song. I want to know, I want to know, what'd you do today? Tell me more, tell me more. Hey, baby, how are you? What's new? Tell me, tell me true. And plus one this week, I'm going back into the vault again. It's No Rain by Blind Melon. Oh, 
If you liked any and everything that you've heard today on our 4 Plus 1 Countdown, you can find all of this music on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify. Support these artists. with Joshua Lawyer, who ate lunch a few weeks ago. Joshua, it's been a long time. I'm worried about you. Have you been eating Have you been eating lunch? I've been eating lunch nearly every day. Okay. When you were in LA, you went to one of our favorite places for shrimp tacos called Sky's Tacos. And it is one of the only things I miss about the city of Los Angeles. Joshua, what was your verdict? Are the shrimp tacos well, still as good as I remember? Before we get to the verdict, let me just set the scene because I had been at a really enjoyable museum just prior to that, the Skirball Center, <laughs> where I took up Maya, my daughter, to the Noah's Ark exhibit. So then after that, we were looking for something to do. And I enjoyed these shrimp tacos so much on my visits to LA that I can, everyone that I was with, who all had children who knew maps, to drive across the city to uh, La Cienega and and enjoy that. So that's a big that's a big drive from Skirball to Sky's Tacos. How many um, how many people well the, that's not important but you made people forego naps for their kids so that you could get We had children out of their minds <laughs> the adults the shrimp tacos. Now in my memory, the shrimp taco place, Sky's Tacos, has has evolved quite a bit from when we first started going there. Oh, really? I think it was it was just a truck, and then it was sort of a small restaurant that basically served shrimp tacos. Yeah. And now it's a restaurant that has a lot of things on the menu other than shrimp tacos. What? And they have they have um, tacos of many different types of fish, and other types of tacos, and um, I, and the shrimp tacos. The thing about them is that they're not really traditional tacos. Huh. They don't sell them as such. Um, you're, if you go to, your, say, your your uh, your normal Wahoo's fish taco place, you'll expect a taco, a couple pieces of uh, tortilla, some cabbage, a piece of fried fish. Uh-huh. Here, there's more like a tomato-y sauce. Yeah. They're well fried. It's a good eat. Yeah, it's a good eat. So uh, what is the verdict Josh the lawyer, if you had to defend these shrimp tacos against all other shrimp tacos, what is the like the point that is going to win the case for these shrimp tacos? I think they're frying. They know what they're doing with the fryer. Great. Uh, so it was, it's a good shrimp taco. Great. The, the hibiscus lemonade almost made the whole meal. It makes so the whole meal. Then the kids slept on the, on the ride back. Yeah, well, so. that's even better. I'm glad the jury was not distracted by the other things on the menu. And that the case was directly I won. I, I was thrown a little bit because I, I felt like on one hand I was committed to these shrimp tacos. On the other hand, there's a lot of other things there that that uh, looked interesting. But I, I held my ground. Good. I up a whole bunch of shrimp tacos for the people around me, and we enjoyed them. Josh, don't forget. Though, oh. there's also a French bakery across the street. Oh, I know. Did you top it off with a chocolate croissant? The- 
Yes, we did. Oh my gosh, that is the, the most incredible Los Angeles meal. Like if you and your family, would you recommend to other families going to Los Angeles that they drop everything and go to Sky's Tacos for shrimp tacos and then top it off with a chocolate croissant? I, re- I recommend starting your day at the Screwball Center. <laughs> <laughs> and then no matter what, heading for shrimp tacos. Good stuff. It's my honor to welcome Julie Kerwin to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. And Julie, you are the creator of something called I Am Elemental. Can you just give us a, the briefest of overviews before we dive in into what is I Am Elemental? So I Am Elemental is a company that exists to create the world's first female action figures designed specifically for girls and boys were girl targeted, boy inclusive. But what what we were trying to do when we came alive uh, a few years ago was three things. First, we were trying to create a figure with a healthier breast to hip ratio. We argued that the female action figures on the market were not designed for children. They were hypersexualized for the adult male collector. As we like to say, more hooters, less heroin. So we <laughs> created a new figure with a healthier breast-to-hip ratio. The second thing that we did was reinvent the superhero myth. So in the I Am Elemental universe, you or your child is the superhero, and the figures are actually the personification of their powers. Um, and we can talk more about that later. Uh-huh. And third thing that we did was we tried to be really forward-thinking in our design and engineering because we said, if it's not cool and fun to play with, then there's no point. And that is why we exist today. Right. So um, all, all of the, you know, I'm looking at the website as we speak and all of what you say is, is true. Um, how did you, like, what, take me back to the day this idea came to you. Um, oh, I, I would be happy to, Michael. <laughs> so essentially, what I am elemental was born out of a question. And the question was, um, and by the way, I always say you have to kind of take yourself back to 2012, uh-huh. which, it, you know, for, in, in, in dog years is not that much, I guess, but in people years is quite a bit because there's been such a change. Um, but in 2012, the question was, why does uh, an action figure like Spider-Man appeal to a boy of four and a man of 40, and there's no female equivalent? And um, as so often, often happens with ideas of this nature, I was really not thinking at all about action figures when the idea was born. I was reading a lot of developmental psychology, and um, you know, I joke, but it's entirely true, that I went to bed one night and my husband and I were talking about it as we fell asleep at this question. And I woke up and I said, I have the answer. It's not superheroes, it's superpowers. And I took the periodic table of elements that very morning, Uh a blank one, and I started writing in powers, creativity, wisdom, you know, bravery, courage. And uh, he came home from work that day, and I think I bought 30 domain names. (laughs) And the rest, as they say, is history. But was kind of just um, a spontaneous birth uh-huh. um, after pondering the question from the perspective of child development. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's interesting, you know, going back to 2012 and even in the last few years, as these Marvel superhero movies have come up, there's a ton of uh, 
ton of controversy related in particular to Scarlett Johansson's role in those and why she's not doing more. And even with the new Star Wars with uh, the character Rey and why she didn't get the action figure that came out first, but rather it was the male. So I, I think that, um, you know, we can all put ourselves in, in, in your shoes when you're thinking about that. So you started this project as a Kickstarter, right? And, and then there, there was a courageous leap. Um, I, I saw that on your website. What was the courageous leap? Well, you know, in terms of, you have to think about this, Michael, you know, I'm a mom, I'm sitting in my home, raising my kids. 10 years ago, I could have woken up with that idea and it was as far as it would possibly have gone, right? Right. Um, right. But, you know, I call the internet the genie in a bottle. Uh And so I was kind of really lucky that when the idea was born, there was actually a means by which I could what, what we said with I Am Elemental's Kickstarter campaign was we were testing the hypothesis, right? right and right. so we thought we had this great idea, and we spent almost two years in development on it, but we had to put it out into the marketplace and see if what we saw as a hole in the market, other people would see as a hole in the market as well. And so that's kind of the courageous leap we were uh-huh. taking was to say, um, hey, you know, check us out and tell us whether or not you think that there is indeed a a place for this. And, you know, you talked about Marvel and you mentioned Star Wars. And really what happened is is we ended up being um, on the forefront of this kind of new cultural zeitgeist that seems to be happening right now where suddenly everybody really is talking about you know, kind of where are the female action figures and female heroes and superheroes. And so, you know, when we launched, we were trying to change the conversation, but we never imagined that these other organizations that are much stronger and larger than we are would join the conversation so quickly Mm -hmm. and help move that needle even faster than we ever possibly could have imagined. I mean, when I went to see Star Wars with my family, and, you know, I I really need to um, kind of just jump in there and admit, I don't have any daughters of myself, daughters myself. I'm raising two boys, and so, you know, people always say, isn't that ironic? And I guess on a certain level it is, but having said that, first of all, I'm a girl. Uh Right. You know, I always say I, I would have loved these as a young girl, but I also say that I really strongly believe that it's just as important to it, that these strong female figures exist and are put in the hands of boys as it is to put them in the hands of girls because they need examples um, of strong women as well. Uh, we cannot keep having this kind of roundabout conversation about gender equality and only educate one half of the you know aisle, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, here we are, big Star Wars fans from the time I was a child. My boys are obsessed. I know every lightsaber color of every <laughs> figure. And I went to see this new movie, and I was really blown away because I knew very little going in. And I sat in a movie theater, and I watched a female protagonist who really, you could almost, you could put a male figure in that role and change no lines, and Uh it wouldn't make a difference. And to me, that was so remarkable and amazing. And so it's a shame that there was this backlash that happened about the figures and the toys and afterwards, because I think it muddied really the what what J.J. Abrams and the accomplishment of what he had accomplished on the big screen. Mm-hmm. And hopefully 
the toy industry will continue to keep up and, and, and jump in there. Right. Um, yeah. So, you know, we're talking about Star Wars and Marvel and there's big sort of sweeping stories and you know your your kids are obsessed with star wars my son's obsessed with star wars my daughters are you know sort of by proxy obsessed with star wars they're four and a half and two and a half so they don't entirely get it but one thing that i think is very very interesting um is, is one of the three goals that you have for these toys is that um kids are able girls or boys who are playing with the toys are able to recreate the myth right they make their own stories there's no preset thing that you know, one of your figures has done in the past. You know, this is all creation from from basically the the bottom floor. And you know, they can take one of these toys. You know, the the one that I think is really cool is uh, is honesty. That's the one with 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 wings, right? Yes, the wings yeah. are always very popular. Wings are well. See, look, I'm a child at heart. I, I was drawn <laughs> to the wings. So I think that um, as one of the goals, like. How, how did you get to these goals, basically? There's reinterpretation of the female action figure, which you started at the beginning, recreating the myth, which I think is fascinating, and then that they're fun to play with. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the myth, I, the recreation of the myth, because I think that is actually at the heart so important to I Am Elemental, because you know when we launched, we were really lucky. So our Kickstarter had a $35,000 ask, we filled that in 48 hours Whoa. and uh, yeah, yeah, we went on to raise almost $163,000 and um, we, you know, had backers in all 50 states on six continents. You know, we were really blessed and what drove it so quickly was actually the adult male collector community, which is a bit ironic, yeah. right? So yeah. they really early adopters and I adore them. They've been so supportive. But I will tell you that initially, um, before the figures were in their hands, we came under a little bit of criticism for not having a backstory. Really? Some people, yes, we, uh, we were accused a little bit of being lazy. And um, that was definitely not, the, not at all the case. The, the, the reason we have no backstory was very, very deliberate. Because what we were saying is there are no examples or not a lot of examples of stories at the time where where the girl was the hero and the one saving the day. And so we thought that it was really, really important that we allow the children who are playing with these toys to be what we call an active agent in a story of their own creation where the female is the protagonist. And, you know, we say if we're not anti-doll, we're not anti-princess, but if you give a girl a different toy, she will tell a different story. And what we're hoping to do by encouraging these stories is to change the way that kids play, because if you change the way kids play, you can actually change the way they think. We say about the world, about themselves. And so I Am Elemental was very deliberately conceived without a backstory because we wanted children to be the ones telling the story. The other thing, too, that's really important here is that these figures are not people. They are the personification of power. And so we didn't dumb it down. It's not Betty bravery. It's not Patty persistence. We subscribe to the notion that kids are capable of understanding these concepts much younger than most adults give them credit. And so we really, while we try to break it down into digestible bits, we really do believe that kids, and we know from our experience now, as you know, we've existed now for almost two years, and we know that kids do get it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, basically, 
the added layer is, is that in addition to using them for storytelling, we're also using these figures, as we say, it's character, not characters, to talk to them about what their powers are and how they can choose to use them in really wonderful ways. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Um, so, so there's series one, which is courage, which is yeah. your favorite of the, of the courage line? You know, it's funny. I, I change my mind all the time. Um, I do have a certain affinity for industry uh -huh. uh, because I guess that's kind of my, the power that I identify the most with out of the series in a way. Uh -huh. But it's really hard to pick a favorite because every single one, you know, there's so many, we call them hidden Mickeys. You know, I say that you can, you can dive as shallowly, shallow or as deep into the IMLMML universe as you want to. Mm -hmm. So on their surface, they're just these really fun action figures with a great message, but there's a kind of philosophy and a re meaning behind every design element. So it's hard for me to pick a favorite because I know all the hidden Mickeys. Uh -huh. uh, but, um, and I do change my mind, you know, from day to day. I also, I, I have a, a special affinity for fear as well. I love her. I think that she looks great, and I also just love what she means uh -huh. and stands for. So it's, you know, I, I can't pick a, it's like picking a favorite child, yeah, it's Michael. Cool. Yeah, it's, sorry, not a fair question. No, <laughs> um, So, uh, so I, I, I want to backtrack just for a second um, to, to like, you know, you woke up in the morning and you found a blank periodic table of the elements. That's like a that's like a poof moment for me, you know, like you wake up, you have this idea and you plug it into the, the table of the elements. Do you have a science background? Um, I don't have a science background per se, but I, um, I live in New York City mm -hmm. and I live right down the street from the American Museum of Natural History. And both of my boys have been really lucky because they've been able to participate in science programs at the museum their whole lives. Uh -huh. And one of those programs that they were both participants in, my younger son is still in the program, is called Science in Nature. And it starts when they're three years old or two years old even for my younger one, and the parents are participants. So I um, have been steeped in a lot of science education myself as an adult. And so it was a real natural fit for me because it's a constant conversation in our house. Got it. So it was, it was on the mind. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so what's the learning curve to the, the physical creation of the product? Um, I, I don't even know where I would start. If I were, were to create an action figure, like what are the steps that takes from, you know, I, I'm assuming there's some kind of a drawing or rendering and then there's a, a prototype and then there's the finished product. So you can just briefly walk me through how that works. Yes, sure. So, you know, essentially, like I said, my, my genie in the bottle, the internet was there and we started Googling around and we found um, a design firm in Cincinnati, Ohio, um, who was willing to, to kind of dive in with us on this project and so it did in fact start with lots of you know drawings and inspiration images so what I do is I um, I'm, I'm no artist and so at first I would do a lot of really horrible ridiculous <laughs> aesthetic drawings I mean really sad and demented Michael <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it's a sad thing oh, no. um, and very quickly that became ridiculous and laughable and I'm actually mortified and embarrassed when I think back to it because um, they must have been laughing at me you know I mean really it was kind of pathetic 
Um, so what I do now and what it's evolved into is, um, you know, Dropbox is my friend. And so uh-huh. I send, I, I dump millions and millions, okay, maybe hundreds of hundreds. <laughs> of inspiration images for each of the figures. And so that's where it starts. So, you know, it's like, oh, you know, what, why does Persistence have a cape? Um, you know, Persistence's cape was actually supposed to reference a wave. That's why it's a big blue cape, because cool. you get knocked down, but you keep getting back up. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the images that I'm sending are both um, wave references. I'm sending action figures, you know, images that look, you know, interesting to me. I'm sending images from media that I think are good reference points. And so, you know, um, that kind of stew, so to speak, of images is what we use now as our jumping off point to emerge into a figure. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it evolved over time. I do think that the first series, the Courage series, did you know, we relied more heavily on the designers to tell us um, what was possible, what the language was, how it, you know, how it could be done. Because to your point, I'd never done it before. Um, uh, but now I'm getting, you know, it's series two. I got a little more gutsy. And uh-huh. I was like, uh, I want this. And right. he'd say, oh, that's really hard. And I would say, but you can do it. And so, you know, we really did try to push forward with Series 2 on um, the design and, and engineering. So, you know, that's how it started with, you know, very horrible drawings. <laughs> and then to this kind of melange of <laughs> And then, to your point, yes. Then it became a prototype. So we had prototypes. Uh-huh. And then, you know, we worked with our factory. We also got very lucky, you know. The Kickstarter community is a wonderful kind of pay it forward community. And so we were blessed from the beginning with other people who had come before us. And so the factory came to us via these terrific girls who had a company called Ruminate. And so they gave us the name of their factory. And so, you know, that's another thing. We really hit the lottery on that because there's a, how many factories are there in, you know, China? And so. Um, we, we obviously had a few others in the running, but the one that we ended up working with was the one that was recommended by them. And we still work with Stanley and, you know, again, genie in the bottle. I have never been to China. I have not seen the factory in person. I've had other people who have, um, but we email and Skype and Dropbox with Stanley all day long. (laughs) And that's how we work and it works really well. And it's been a really great experience. Um, you know, that's the other thing I think that's so much fun for me is that, you know, I have this whole philosophy about life. So I am elemental. Part of why it exists and part of my whole, as I explained, philosophy about children and their understanding of things is because um, I have this this idea, this feeling, this belief that, you know, we're kind of our core is formed by the time that we're seven. Um, you know, I was, I, I'm obsessed with the BBC uh, series 7-Up. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Um, it started decades ago, and they, they took a group of seven-year-olds, and they, they followed them, and they were a group of very diverse um, socioeconomic kids living in England at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, it was wildly popular. So they've been following them every seven years. And um, I was watching 49-Up one day just before the birth of I am elemental and my husband came in and I said you have to see this and he said what and I said all of these people are exactly who they were when they were seven because you know they show old footage 
And so I do believe that. I believe our core is formed. And so I love the idea that I am elemental is helping kids internalize messages kind of early and often through play. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I also believe that we're a work in progress and capable of learning and changing until the day we die. And so I am elemental has been a wonderful experience for me because I just keep learning new things all the time. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it's a uh, very it's it's very inspiring to hear you talk about how how this all comes to be. It it uh, should give hope and and uh, and and insp- inspiration to anyone who's trying to start something on their own. Um, so I see that uh, series two, the Wisdom Warriors, is available for pre order. So what's 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 coming down the line for I Am Elemental? Yes, I'm so excited about Wisdom Warriors. They're um... They're going to be in the warehouse very shortly, and um, I, you know, it's funny because obviously it's our sophomore effort, mm-hmm. and so we have a, you know, a, a really, a, we want to follow up strong with something. We we have something to, you know, we don't want to let people down. So I'm hoping everyone will like them. Um, but we did, in fact, so we started our Kickstarter with Courage, the Courage series, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. and so the the idea behind I Am Elemental that we will continue to kind of fill in that periodic table of elements. We call it the elements of power. Mm -hmm. We launched our Kickstarter series using Courage. Um, It was very deliberate. We thought that it was important to kind of, you know, make a statement about physical power and girls and them not being mutually exclusive. Um, But now we're moving on to wisdom, and uh, it's the seven building blocks of wisdom. Uh, It is creativity, ingenuity, curiosity, logic, um, mastery, um, I'm forgetting one, oblivion, and there's one else in the exploration. Yeah, the, nailed it. <laughs> the wings. Everybody loves the wings. <laughs> Those are our seven building blocks of wisdom, and we call them the wisdom warriors. And I say, you know, my whole thing here is that, um, you know, knowledge as power is equally important as kind of courageous physical power, and so I'm really happy to be bringing these you know, kind of out to the universe, so to speak. Mm -hmm. The other thing that we didn't touch on, Michael, is that, you know, we say real heroes walk among us. And so we use a real-life muse for each series. So Joan of Arc was our reference point for Courage for Series 1. We have Hypatia, who was a Greek philosopher, mathematician, and astronomer. We like to say she was a STEM superstar before STEM was a word. (laughs) And she is our inspiration for Series 2. So what we do is we want them all to kind of fit together and, and reference one another as a whole, but we also want to reinvent them. We also use colors as our as our guide. So Courage was what we call our red series, mm-hmm. and Wisdom is our blue series. So yeah. it's uh, it's very exciting to have them coming out. I hope you like them. Oh, they look awesome. I'm looking at them now. So people can can find you all and, and order through your website, which is IamElemental.com. Um, any other ways that people can get this, these products? Yes, um, thanks for asking. So we are we do have our own shop online. We also launched on Amazon a few months ago. So Courage is available on Amazon right now. Mm-hmm. And um, we are in specialty retailers around the country. Um, we, uh, you know, if you go to our website, you can see our retailer page. But we're in more than that because we do have distribution um, also through a lot of comic book stores and things like that um, via Diamond and Entertainment Earth. 
So we're not 100% aware. I get emails all the time from people saying, hey, I got your figure at this place, and I'm thrilled to hear it. Um, but check your specialty retail store, um, toy store, and also your local comic book store. Very cool. Well, Julie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. This is a, an amazing story, and it's amazing to hear you talk about it. Your passion for this rings through, and um, I can't thank you enough. And everyone should go get an, an I Am Elemental figure because they're amazing. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to share the word. Spread the word and share it with your audience. And that's a wrap on episode 31. It was so interesting to talk to Julie and hear her thoughts on superhero action figures for girls. Thanks to Josh the Lawyer for finally, finally making the case for what I think are the best tacos in America. Oh, that's right. I said it. The best tacos in America. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all very, very soon. Have a great rest of your week. Duff.